Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are saluting the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service with excerpts from some of the great shows during World War II. And it's an all-star cast with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, Frank Sinatra, Elizabeth Taylor, Francis Langford, Bob Hope and Jerry Colonna, Mel Blanc as Private Sad Sack, plus an interview with our in-person guest, Chris Noel. During the Second World War, the Armed Forces Radio Service provided approximately 45 hours of entertainment each week to servicemen around the world. One of the most popular was Command Performance, a radio show broadcast strictly for service personnel. Every week it starred the biggest names in show business. Here's one of the programs which starred Frank Sinatra, Francis Langford, and 12-year-old Elizabeth Taylor. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, is requested by you, the men in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, gang. Here comes another group of Hollywood's finest in answer to your request to Command Performance, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And here's your MC for tonight's soiree, the voice himself, in the flesh, what there is of it, Frank Sinatra. With her high starch collar and her high top shoe and her hair piled high upon her head, she went to find a jolly hour on the trolley and found my heart instead. With my light brown derby and my bright green tie, I was quite the lonesomest of men. I started the end, so I counted to ten, then I counted to ten again. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. For the moment I saw her, I fell. Chug, chug, chug went the motor. Bump, bump went the brake. Thump, thump, thump went my heartstrings. When she smiled, I could feel a car shake. I tipped my hat and took a seat. 
I said I hoped I hadn't stepped upon her feet. I asked her name, then lost my breath. She looked so lovely that it scared me half to death. Buzz, 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 went the buzzer. Clop, 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 went the wheel. Stop, 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 went my heart straight. As she started to leave, I took hold of her sleeve with my hand. And as if it were planned, she stayed on with me. And it was grand just to stand with her hand holding mine to the end of the line. Thank you, fellas. And now it's a pleasure to introduce someone you're always glad to see, the gal who's been over there in your backyard so often in person, Miss Frances Langford. <laughs> Frances, welcome to Command Performance again. Thank you, Frank. By the way, uh, who else is on the show tonight? Well, as far as I know, there'll just be you and me. Uh, just the two of us, huh? <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Sounds kind of cozy, doesn't it? Now, look, Frank, don't start anything. Remember, I've got you outweighed. <laughs> oh, I'd never get fresh with you, Francis. You're nice and sweet. And besides, I've seen what you did to Bob Hope's nose. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be fun at that, just the two of us. Sure, who knows? A thing like this could blossom into a beautiful romance. Romance? Oh, Frank, I can never think of you that way. You're too, well, too adolescent. <laughs> Did you say adolescent or convalescent? <laughs> well, I meant that you seem a little too juvenile, if you'll forgive me. But I'm not juvenile, Francis, not at all. Be truthful, Frank. Did your father ever tell you about the birds and the bees? <laughs> sure, and I took it too seriously, hey. <laughs> I was 17 before I found out it was no fun going out with a canary. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you didn't know anything about women. I saw you in Griffith Park with a girl. What about it? You were playing golf. <laughs> what do you want in the daytime? <laughs> I'm really not adolescent at all, though, Francis, and after you spend an evening alo alone with me, you'll realize it. <laughs> Some chance of being alone with you, Frank. Your fans must know you're here. They'll be battering down the door any minute. Well, we might be bothered a little bit, but I don't care. I'm tickled to death the kids like me because I like them. And those kids are sure loyal. They stick to me no matter what... Oh, uh, say, Frank, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's a young lady outside who wants an autograph. Already? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, Frank, she's a uh, little Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor? You mean the little girl who was so wonderful in National Velvet? That's the one. Gee, I didn't know she was one of my fans. Well, tell her to come right in, Dad. Right this way, Miss Taylor. I hate to burst in like this, but when I heard who was here tonight, I just had to come over. Oh, that's all right, Elizabeth. I've simply got to have the autograph of my very favorite singer. Only too happy. So would you sign right here, Miss Langford? <laughs> Miss Langford, she said. <laughs> well, I'd be happy to give you my autograph, Elizabeth. Here, give me your book. Oh, there thank you, you so much, Miss Langford. <laughs> I have the autograph of every famous person in the nation now. Uh, isn't there one missing? How about uh, Frankie's? I haven't got his yet, but I've got Eleanor's. <laughs> no, no, dear, you, you don't seem to understand. Didn't you ever hear of a Frankie who sings? I sing for a living. Well, how can anybody be sure? <laughs> that I'm a singer? 
know that you're living. I can't stand all this flattery. It's too much for me. Look, forget my charm for a minute, will you, dear? I have some news for you. I'm Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm terribly sorry for what I said about the way you look. That's better. If you're Frank Sinatra, you've got a right to look that way. Gee, gee, thanks, sir. Imagine me meeting Frank Sinatra. I've got to phone the girls in our fan club right away. Oh, then you are fans. Oh, I should say so. Every one of us. May I use your phone? Sure, here it is. Uh, tell me the number and I'll dial it for you. Oh, that's nice of you. But you'd better save your strength. I'll do it. Hello? Girls, are you listening? Guess who I'm standing right next to? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth, touch him and tell us if he does anything to you. Okay. Mr. Sinatra, the girls want me to touch you. Oh, all right. Here, touch me on my chest. Oh, would you mind pointing it out to me? <laughs> Now, this, this whole thing is just a waste of time. Here, touch me on my arm. All right. Girls, I just touched Frank Sinatra. <laughs> How was it, Elizabeth? He was right. The whole thing is just a waste of time. <laughs> Elizabeth, listen. Hey, look. Now, if you can find us, Oh, that's silly. I couldn't do that. Oh, go on, Elizabeth. You're a club member. You've got to. What do they want, dear? Well, they... They want me to touch you on the Adam's apple. <laughs> That's ridiculous, the Adam's apple. Well, they want me to. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Well, what's the delay? I'm waiting for it to come up from behind your bow tie. <laughs> Here it comes now. I did it, girls. Did you really? Tell us, Elizabeth. How did his neck feel? Well, I don't quite know how to describe it, girls. But do you remember Thanksgiving and the turkey? <laughs> this has gone far enough. Goodbye, girls. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much for your cooperation, Mr. Sinatra. I'm sure the girls in the AR fan club are very grateful. The AR fan club? Oh, didn't I tell you? We girls are just crazy about Andy Russell. Good night, Miss Taylor. Good night, Mr. Sinatra. During the Second World War, the Armed Forces Radio Service featured a gal named G.I. Jill as she played the top records of the day. You'll have to be more than a teenager to remember this voice. And this is G.I. Jive about to sign off till tomorrow about this same time. I'll be seeing you all then. Until then, this is Jill saying good morning to some of you, good afternoon to some more of you, and to the rest of you, good night. Now, 25 years later, the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service continues to send entertainment around the world on stations like the one you're listening to right now. The latest news and sports, entertainment and information, plus the music that's tops on the charts. And servicemen all over the world have a new G.I. Jill, a pretty platter pal that dishes out the discs for an hour every day. I guess we all look forward to our date with Chris. Hi, love. <laughs> Thank you.
That's a kiss for all of you. My name is Chris Noel, and I'm around here every day at the same time. And here's some groovy sounds from Motown by The Temptations. Our in-studio guest on this program is the gal you just heard. Chris Noel, welcome to the golden days of radio. Oh, thank you so much, Frank. I'm so happy that you asked me to be a guest today. Well, it's nice to have you here. How does it feel to be the most popular disc jockey in the world? Well, I, I've never thought of myself as being the most popular, but if that's true, I think it's groovy. <laughs> well, let's see. I think uh, the Armed Forces Radio Service has uh, something like 200 million listeners, which mm. would well make you the most popular gal in the world anyway. That's I right. Think. Yeah, I, may, may, maybe girl, but uh, there's a lot of people here, including you. <laughs> a, a date with Chris is heard in how many countries? Oh, my goodness. It's really hard to say. Uh, I would say just about every country except for the communist countries and uh, France and uh, is this South Africa, I mm -hmm. think. And the United States, of course. You don't hear it uh, in the United States. But I understand that uh, some of these places that I mentioned that is slowly creeping in due to uh, many of the stations being like 50,000 watts. That mm -hmm. You mean more people in other countries can right, hear the program? Right, well, that's right. And even shortwave here, I understand, in certain areas you can pick it up. Uh -huh. Do you get a lot of mail? Uh-huh. I sure do. I love it. <laughs> and what do they say? What What is the most uh, most unusual request you've ever had? For locks of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you know, one time I had my hair cut, and I had quite a bit of it cut off, and I was just, I saved it for a while, and I was just tempted to start sending out little pieces of my hair for real, you know. But in the beginning, I said, I'm, you know, like, you can't send your hair, you know. <laughs> You'd be bald by now, wouldn't I know. You? But that would have been very funny if I really had done what I was thinking of doing. Well, now, if somebody would really like a lock of your hair, where would they write? Oh, well, um, I, I, at this point, you can't get it unless I decide to cut my hair again. But uh, you can write to me, if you like a picture, you know, if you just like to say hello. Chris Noel, AFRTS, Hollywood, California, zip code 90038. Sound right, Frank? That's a nice plug. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you've also traveled and, and visited uh, servicemen all over the world. Where, you went to, to uh, Vietnam last Christmas, didn't you? Yes, I've been to Vietnam at this time twice. Maybe even three times. I'm not sure when this is going to be heard because I'm planning on going again very shortly. Um, I spent uh, Christmas of 67 and 66 in Vietnam. And uh, I also went to Korea and Japan. Well, that's a nice package from home. And I'm sure all the fellas are happy to see you when you go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Chris Noel, I want to thank you for appearing on the Golden Days of Radio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. The Armed Forces Radio Service had many comedy variety shows broadcast just for servicemen. Here's one of the most popular. Mail call from the United States of America. Americans, here's Mail Call, one big package of words and music and laughter delivered to you by the stars from whom you want to hear. In answer to the request you send to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. As you all know, each week a different star is invited to be the master of ceremonies of Mail Call. This week's invitation was extended to one of your favorite performers, that great radio and picture star, Edgar Bergen.
Oh, thank you very much, Harry, and hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. Nice of you asking me down. Charlie, huh? just a moment here. Now, maybe you didn't hear what Mr. Von Zell said. The invitation was extended to me. You don't say. Yes. <laughs> and I brought you along just out of the goodness of my heart. Do to hell. Yes. <laughs> it's just that I like to have you around, that's all. You're my major domo, my confrere, my aide de camp, uh, uh, my... Uh... You're a meal ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, be that as it may, Bergen, I'll be glad to help you. Well, thanks for the kind offer, Charlie, but I really don't need your help. I've had lots of experience as an MC. MC? Yes. Mildewed Casanova? No, no. <laughs> You shouldn't have said that, Charlie. You know, I've always felt that we were, well, that we were pals, Charlie, that I could depend on you. Uh-huh. And that, that you could depend on me. Yeah. Yes. This has got to lead to something. Yes. <laughs> that we were closer than mere friends. We were, we were real buddies. Yeah. Real buddies, deep down. Yeah. Don't get any of this on you, folks. <laughs> has been a perfect partnership. We belong together. Yes, we do. Why, we, we go together like, well, like spaghetti and meatballs. Yes. And we know which one is the meatball, don't we? <laughs> Another program broadcast exclusively for the armed forces was G.I. Journal. G.I. Journal goes to press. And here's Bob Hope with Jerry Colonna and Mel Blank as Private Sad Sack. Next, the G.I. Journal flips a page and we come face to face with... Pardon me, are you Bob... Are you are you Bob... Are you the man with the funny... Aren't you on the radio? Well, I'm glad to meet you. <laughs> Who sent you over, Crosby? <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you remember me. I'm a lieutenant, Captain, Major, Colonel, Private Sad Sack. <laughs> well, I'm very glad to meet your nose, too. I suppose you have another episode of your life. Well, if you insist, if you insist, what do you mean, suppose? Weren't you at rehearsal? <laughs> In a little country town just outside of, a baby is born. After two or three days go by, the father brings a bundle of joy into his mother and says, I know that mazy dotes and dozy dotes, but what do you feed a pig? <laughs> the sad sack shoots up like a young sprout, two feet, three feet, four feet. One day his father says to him, You're growing up, my boy. Look at that. You're five feet tall now. Five feet tall. I'm getting to be a big... I'm almost as tall as ye. As tall as ye. Too bad four feet six inches of it. It's my head. One day, the sad sack is standing in front of the fruit market whistling. He moves suddenly, and the fruit dealer yells at him. Hey, come back here. Did you just steal my bananas? Steal your... Why, don't be silly. I wouldn't uh, uh, do such a thing, such a thing. The, the very idea, the very idea. <coughs> I, yeah, I guess I should have peeled him first. <laughs> In school, the sad sack is shy and bashful. One day, the teacher sends him on an errand that should have taken five minutes. An hour and a half later, he comes back, and she says... Sack, 
Jack, you've been gone over an hour. What happened? Oh, I'm, I stopped in at the library. Library. I've been reading a book. Reading a book. Is there somebody locked me in the canteen? <laughs> Sack meets a girl and takes her out driving one night. <laughs> oh, Sack, what's the matter? Oh, and I nothing. I uh, probably got a, a flat head. I think the cylinders are in the air. The cylinder in Out of gas. <laughs> Put your arms around me. I'm so cold. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll uh, put my arms around you, but, gee whiz, I'm worried about I wonder if it's the spark plugs. Oh, never mind your motor sack. I want to kiss you. No. Don't kiss me. I'm not that kind of a Well, there goes my main gasket. <laughs> then came the war. Sad Sack is inducted and goes to camp. The sergeant speaks one day. All right, you guys. Police up the area. Bend over, men. All I want to see is elbows and hip pockets. <laughs> If I bend over in these uh, to the tight, uh, uh, tight fatigues, I'll uh, really, uh, really, uh, really... All right, you! Bend over there. <laughs> Zach, are you picking up anything? Oh, yes, I uh, picked up a lot of cigarette... 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 I just picked up a cold. <laughs> That's our program and our salute to the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. We don't feel it's done its full job yet. Today, more than 25 years since the beginning of the network, it continues to broadcast hundreds of hours of programming around the world every week to men and women of the Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Air Force, and Marines overseas. This is American Radio, the service that serves the ears, the mind, and the heart. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California for the golden days of radio. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.